Good morning and welcome. Yeah, it's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour live on a hump day. I want to say it's Monday, but it's actually Wednesday, February, February, December the 27th. Oh, where February came from. I'm just thinking ahead. That's why you listen right here. I give you what's going to happen then today. I'm Joe Jacobs, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, wealth insurance. That is what we do, gold and silver. The website at allamericangold.com, where we got all the articles and the videos you can order online. We got our medals program. We got IRA stuff out there. You name it. It's out there. We got Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I mean, I don't know how to use any of them, but they're out there. So allamericangold.com. I hope all of you had a wonderful Christmas. You know, what's so funny is my wife and I, you know, our our kids are older now, right? So our our oldest, he's 18. You know, he's, I mean, he's last semester of high school, getting ready to go to college. Our youngest just turned 15, you know, three weeks ago. and, and it's not like the old days, you know, when they were younger and they were all excited and we'd get excited and you bought them, you know, stuff that they could play with that you could play with too, you know, those types of things like racetracks and footballs and, you know, just whatever it may be. And now it's more gift cards, right, money, you know, nothing really uh, – uh, my younger son wears glasses like I do, so he wanted prescription sunglasses. Uh, which, yeah, those aren't cheap. Holy cow. I mean, nothing's cheap anymore, really. That, that's really, I guess, the the whole point of it all. But I said to my wife, I said, you know what? Christmas just isn't going to be that fun again until grandkids. That's what we've kind of decided. When the little ones, you go and you, you can spoil them and buy them all these cheap things that uh, they don't care how much it costs, right? It looks cool. It makes noise. It's got a button. What They're in. Right, the older kids, every, everything they wanted. I don't even know if there's anything under a hundred dollars. And uh, so, not that we want grandkids anytime soon. Don't get me wrong. Just that'll be the next time Christmas is fun again. That's that's my opinion. I don't think anyone was up before nine o'clock in the morning. And at that point, my wife started just to make louder noises because she didn't want to you know, actually go and wake them up, you know, like, you know, the little kids, they were up, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock latest, right, and making all the noise, and so, yeah, she started uh, pot and pan clinging around and all that stuff to get the kids up and down the stairs for Christmas, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. We we had uh, the, the Christmas light display on our street is officially over. I will say this, there was, a, we collected a lot of food. A lot of canned goods for the food bank, and, and uh, I mean, I'm just glad. I will tell you, I'm ready for the traffic to be over. The the day before Christmas, I opened my garage door, and there was like 35 people standing in front of my house. It was just weird, just weird. But 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 anyway, that's all done. We got New Year's. Just remember, short week, so we're open today, tomorrow, Friday. We're off next Monday and Tuesday again, so we'll have a, a, another short week. Uh, so if you want to get business done, 800-951-0592. we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, gold, gold and silver up again. 
Uh, gold hit uh, twelve ninety. Silver's up almost a dollar and a half now from the bottom. Uh, silver's at sixteen dollars and about sixteen dollars seventy cents uh, to the ounce. Almost almost a dollar and a half uh, from the bottom just from a few weeks ago. We'll talk a little bit about uh, where that's heading. Uh, big news developing. You know, we got the tax cut, right? We still don't have a budget. We still don't know about infrastructure spending, and we still don't have the defense bill. Uh, but the commodities market, namely gold, silver, copper, crude oil, uh, we're going to talk about all of those. As a matter of fact, crude oil hit $60 a barrel for the first time in, what, two and a half years, something like that. I mean, it, and, you know, when you kind of think about 60, uh, if you break 60, do we go to 70, do we go to 80, is 3 and $4 gasoline going to be back? We'll talk about why that is. And then entitlement. Is that the next thing Washington maybe, well, at least one person wants to talk about cutting them. Uh, And then I'm going to give you an update on just how many people are getting Social Security and how many people are actually paying in to Social Security, which, you know, most of us don't really think about. But, you know, you need a lot of people to pay in for the amount of people that are getting the check out of it. And when you, you know, like any good Ponzi scheme, the, a Ponzi scheme works as long as there's always new money coming in and that the new money that coming is coming in is more than the money that's going out, right? That, and what, what you have don't have that situation where the new money coming in is no longer as big as the money going out, you get Bernie Madoff. See, that's what happened. It was everything was wonderful as long as he kept getting new clients. The, the second he couldn't get new clients and the old clients wanted their money, bad things started to happen. So we, we, we'll break that, all of that down for you today. All the numbers came out on that. And then uh, one other thing, the only real, I guess, economic report was pending home sales. Uh, and it looks like, at least for uh, this month, it looks like the spike may be over. They they flatten back out on the pending home side. And those are contracts. Uh, th- those will most likely be like December and January, maybe even some February closings in that number. Uh, but we'll keep our eye on it because home sales have been, at least for the last couple months, pretty good. Page Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. Wendy actually had to come in yesterday. We had so much stuff coming in uh, that she came in to to handle that for us. And we, we've got a few of them. These are everything that I'm going to run right now is here. So if you want to drive by today and pay for it and take it and leave or what have you, or if you order it, if you order it and, and mail in a check, it's going to ship next week. 
because uh, you know it'll take a couple of days for the check to get here. But but these will go out immediately. But they are here live in stock. I got a silver and a gold item. I have rolls of U.S. silver eagles, and I bought these a week ago. So you know. Silver's made a huge move in the last week, so I'm going to allow you to buy it from for a price from a week ago. I've got 15 rolls of Silver Eagles, $380. So that puts it at like $2.30, give or take, over spot, right, which is below cost. So uh, I got 15 rolls of those at 380 Just consider this a way to start the new year. I'm giving you a great opportunity. Uh, You know, we talk about how December's always been a great month for, especially the end of December, a great month to be buying gold and silver. On the gold side, I've got 30. And uh, again, these are here in stock. I've got 30 $20 Liberties. These are the older ones, 1866 to 1907. You know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about legal, lawful, constitutional tender. This is what we were talking about back when our money was gold and silver. Uh, You know, we didn't have to worry about inflation and all of these other things, all of these, uh, I guess, pitfalls of fiat currency that our founding fathers wanted us to avoid uh, back then. But U.S. Uh, $20 liberties, and I was debating back and forth with Arlene about what to do. You know what? 1310 That puts it at $22, $23 over spot. 800-951-0592. 15 rolls of Silver Eagles at 380 We have 30 $20 liberties at 1310 I'm still getting calls on these proof gold eagles. Uh, there are some remaining. Now they're expensive. They're more expensive. 1385 and those still aren't here yet. So just uh, those will be here next week, and we'll go out next week as well. Uh, but uh, we had a bunch of messages over the weekend about those. There are still some. Price is already rising there uh, quite a bit as well. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now here's what's happened, right? They raised rates. They they got the tax cut through. Why is gold rallying? Why is the the dollar falling, right? And why hasn't Wall Street really made any big move? So let's start with Wall Street. What? The run-up, right? They they ran it up, ran it up, ran it up, and, and usually this is the thing. We, we call it buy the rumor, sell the news. Not not a lot of selling, but Wall Street's kind of just sitting there, right? Not really uh, moving a whole lot. Again, today, same thing. I think it's, uh, it's been up or down 20 points pretty much all day long. And because most people understand what really is going to be happening Deficits, we talked the last show I did, I, I think it was the USA Today, big article about, hey, we could hit a trillion dollars in 2018. And, and it really, 2018, 2019, doesn't really matter. Uh, but, but And this is before infrastructure, before defense, or right? You start adding these onto it as well, it'll get even bigger. Uh, and, and then, of course, the 
the dollar. The matter of fact, dollar's down again, 92 and change, uh, because a lot of people now are turning their sights. We're past the tax cuts. Now we got to deal with uh, possible inflation, right? We're seeing oil hit $60 a barrel. Uh, is $3 gasoline going to come back? I don't know, but I'm getting a little worried. I'm like, you know, if some of these companies, and most of them won't, but if they actually did what they said they were going to do, it could happen. I mean, obviously, any North Korean incident would make it happen probably for sure, which is funny because they don't really, they're not even getting any crude oil. Well, I guess the Chinese say they aren't, but maybe they are. Who knows? And then you have copper, copper today, over $3.25, which makes about three cents, three, you know, three and a quarter cents a pound for copper, which is huge. Uh, you're seeing all of the, I'll say, the, the harder commodities all rallying, uh, mostly because I think we're going to enter into uh, this environment where the, the 10-year note's down, back down to 244, that even though we're in this, you know, three let's call it 3% GDP economy, if that continues to hold, and even though the Federal Reserve is starting to raise rates, the dollar's headed the other way. And, you know, for reasons like we talked about, right, the Chinese uh, are getting ready to start buying and selling commodities on, on, their, on their exchanges in, in the Chinese one in their own currency. We talked about how we have all of this debt we have to finance. Right, so we're almost to $21 trillion now. Over the next 10 years, it, you know what, and it's so funny, it's not anything other than a simple mathematical. If you know how to add, you know how to figure what the debt is going to be. And I've already told you, we're going to be looking at $40 trillion, right? So 20 to 40, that's doubling of the debt in the next 10 years. And, and that's assuming, that's actually a good number. That's assuming nothing bad happens. Right, you know, we don't have another financial crisis. We don't go into some some recession, or uh, you know, everybody bails out of the dollar. Or, you know, that's just assuming. Oh, and by the way, that also assumes interest rates stay below three percent. All of those things are great unknowns, but here's here's the biggest problem. We can talk about growth and GDP, and we can give away tax cuts. We can do all that stuff. We can spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure. We can add another $100 billion to defense spending. I mean, is it going to add to growth? Yes. But it's going to add to the debt even faster. That's the problem. Social Security, we hit a new record. We're going to hit new records for the next 10 years in a row. Every month, and really every day, it's going to be a new record. New record, number of people on Social Security. New record, new record, new record. 61,859,250 Americans. That was a November number. Right? So already, we're, we're, let's just say we're, we're probably somewhere around... Uh, 300,000 more people 
since this report came out. So we've, we've probably rolled over uh, the 62 million mark. You know, there's 320 million people, give or take a few mil. There's 320 million people in the, in the whole country. Now, you know, let's, let's just say, I don't know if it's a third of them are less than 18. But, let, you know, because you know, I'm, I'm a public school guy. You know, so I'm going to say there's probably maybe 100 million that you don't count, right? But to collect Social Security, outside of there are some people where they're younger than 62, but for most Americans, early Social Security starts at 62, and then it's like, I don't know what the new age even, used to be 65, now I think it's 67, I'm not really sure. But the vast majority of people don't collect until they're in their 60s, right? We can all agree on that. 61, well, really, 62 million in every 30 days. It grows 10,000 people a day, right? So you're like, okay, 10,000 people a day times 30, that's 300,000 people every month. Jumping on the roll. At the same time, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they're the ones that do this great analysis. And this is a big reason why I'm so positive in this is where you need to be right here. In the in gold, in silver, you just need to sit back and wait. Unemployment, the lowest but four point one percent were we're like a tenth of a percent away from the lowest since they changed the way they calculated unemployment. There were a hundred and twenty-six million full-time workers in the United States. Now that included government workers. And government workers, it works a little differently. So I wish it would have given me the number without the government workers, and I was just too lazy to go look it up. But really, just do some basic math. If there's 62 million people collecting Social Security, and there's only 120, what was it, 120, I'll round up, 127 million people working full time, that means there's only 2.05 people working full time for every one person that's collecting a Social Security check. And the average Social Security check is about $1,270. That's like fifteen grand per person. And you think about half of the United States, people make less than 30. 70% make less than 50. And now we're only got, we essentially only have two people working full time. And when you take out the government workers, it's not even that. Even when you take everybody, 154 million people with a job, Social Security benefits, that only brings out, they're paying it out for every 2.5 people working. One person's collecting Social Security. And I just told you 
600,000 people a month go on Social Security. I also every month tell you how many jobs we allegedly created, and of course most of it is birth, death, and we'll get, that's a different show, but we only average about 174,000 for 2016. That was how many jobs a month we averaged. So you can see, let's see, 300,000 people retired. We replaced that with 174,000 people got a job, of which some of those really, what, they quit their one job and went to this other job. So they were, you know, we're not really having 174,000 brand new people who never paid Social Security paid. But even if we made that assumption, gave them everybody, we're in the hole with 125,000 people every month. And you start doing the math, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute. That math's not very good. And the unemployment rate's 4.1. It's not like we can get much better. It said that the November number included, what, 45, 46 million regular, yeah, 45.4 million retired workers and their dependents, 6 million survivors of deceased workers, and then 10 million. 426,000 disabled workers and their dependents. The Social Security, you know, it's all funded on the the payroll tax and and is capped at, uh, and, and they actually broke it out here on how much of what goes to what. I won't bore you with the details, but here's what's happened. So many people are now retiring versus so few people starting in the workforce that the trust fund is starting to run out of gas. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll tell you what that all means next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. A new book called Washington's Crossing by David Hackett Fisher presents a detailed analysis of one of history's decisive battles, the Christmas night victory after General George Washington crossed the Delaware River on December 26, 1776. The Americans had lost most of the first battles of the American Revolution. This was the turning point of the war. The author compares the British and American armies. The British had many advantages, a much larger, more disciplined army, and much more wartime experience. The Americans tended to be undisciplined and difficult to control, but George Washington's personal leadership inspired men to follow him. The atmosphere of his command might be described as leading free men rather than bossing paid mercenaries. In late December 1776, the American army was in desperate straits. On Christmas Eve, Washington decided that the only chance was to cross the Delaware River at night in bitter cold and terrible weather conditions and then take the Hessians in a surprise attack at Trenton, New Jersey. Somehow, Washington managed to get his exhausted army across the river. At that moment, it seemed too late to take the Hessians by surprise, but Washington made the decision to attack Trenton anyway. 
Miraculously, a snowfall hid them from view, and the Americans were on top of the Hessians before they were discovered. The Americans trapped the Hessians on both sides and won a decisive victory. This surprise victory raised the morale of the soldiers, their leaders, and the country at large. This book, called Washington's Crossing, ends on the hopeful note that the Americans had invented a new style of military leadership. The book is dense with facts, but the Christmas of 1776 is a day we should all remember and especially honor the noble George Washington, who had the vision and the courage to fight against all odds. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592, U.S. Silver Eagles. As far as I know, I still have the 15 rolls at 380, and I'm just going to do, I mean, right now, silver is $16.70, that's $2.30 over spot, that's when you want to pick them up, I mean, that's, that's a price we'll probably... I'm going to guess. You can't say never, but we may never see it again. I only have 15 rolls there. This is kind of my my Christmas and New Year special. The best buy of the day, U.S. $20 Liberties, 1310 bucks. It's like 30, 30 bucks over spot. Spot's like almost 1291 on the February contract. Uh, which is the contract that's currently being traded right now, uh, thirteen ten, so less than twenty. You know, let's call it twenty bucks over spot eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two thirty twenty dollar gold pieces, fifteen rolls of silver. Uh, the gold pieces again thirteen twenty, the silver at three eighty. We are talking about why why we have a problem. And we spend too much money. We know that. But now the the trustees of Social Security, I want to let you know, the government back in the 80s, for those of you that don't know, most of you, you listen to me, I've told, I tell this story at least two or three times a year. Alan Greenspan was the guy. You know, and they talk about these tax cuts and Ronald Reagan and, and I tell you why it's nothing like Reagan, right? Reagan had the benefit of interest rates going from almost 20 down to 6. That had probably just as much, if not more, to do with the economy than anything else. But during that time, during the tax cuts, you know, the one thing they did raise 
was the payroll tax, the Social Security tax, if you will, and really Social Security, Medicare. And they had this, they, they were, Social Security up until that point was pay as you go. In other words, the government would set the payroll tax rate only as high as it needed to be. And every couple of years, they'd, you know, make an adjustment. And, uh, we're going to raise it a quarter of a percent, or we're going to raise it half of a percent. And at the time, the rate was like one, one and a half, something like that. Now it's Now we're at between the employee and the employer, right, the, the each pays 6.2%. So you add that up, you got 12.4%. And we created a surplus. This is why when you look at the debt level of the national debt, why it was so low, and I say so low during the 80s and the 90s, is they were spending this Social Security money, and they were pretending on paper like they weren't. In other words, hey, we, we spent it and we replaced it with an IOU. So this great trust fund. See, the trust fund was created because we knew that this was going to be a problem. So all the way back in the early 80s, before Alan Greenspan became chairman of the Federal Reserve, they created the Social Security Trust Fund. Originally, in the original legislation, they had written in there that Congress would not be able to touch it. In other words, people knew, hey, listen, if we don't write in there that they can't touch it, they're going to spend it. And in order to get it passed, you know, miraculously, right, one of the concessions was that provision had to go away. And that's how we got the Social Security Trust Fund, which was nothing more than a filing cabinet of IOUs, which they referred to them as non marketable securities. And that's a key distinction because what that means is we never actually bought a security, right? We never actually bought a 10-year note or a 30-year note. We didn't do that. Instead, we we, we replaced it with a non-marketable security, but we're going to pay it. In, we're going to pay the interest. Right? Even though we didn't actually buy the security, we're going to pay the interest like we did. And this is what our government has been doing. Ever since 2010, Social Security has paid out more than it took in. But if you look at the Social Security, the trustees report, right? they still show a surplus which in 2018, I guess the surplus is supposed to go away. In other words, we'll pay out more than what we bring in and more than what we bring in with the interest, the the interest that the government is giving the program, and then eventually the trust fund gets depleted. 
right? This is what they're currently saying is going to go to I, I, 2033 or something. I, I'm not sure what the – somewhere between 2032 and 2034, they say the trust fund's going to be exhausted, right? And you hear that number, and you kind of think to yourself, well, you know, that's down the road. But I caution you that when I started here, what was that, 14 years ago, the expiration date was 2042 or 2044, something like that. Now, we're, we're all the way down, right? We're down about 10 years. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to go down. We won't make it that far. Without it, as the way the program sits today, we won't make it that far. According to the reports, without the quote-unquote interest from the government, Social Security is already spending more than what it takes in, and the program would not have enough money right now to pay all the current benefits, right? And they tell you, well, when the trust fund gets exhausted, we can only pay 76%, right? Now you know why it's, why, why would it go from 100 to 76 on the first day? Now you know why. It's actually already there. But here's the problem. As the government pays this interest and it, and it runs out, which, by the way, they're down to $35 billion, so it's going to be wiped out. All of that gets added to the debt. Right? The interest that they paid in Social Security, that gets added to the debt. Now they're going to have to pay the interest plus and get added to the debt. And when we look at how much a year they're going to be adding, I'm going to give you that number when we return.
and I'll be 61. Let's say you're 60. You're only going to be 74. Not that old anymore. What do you think is going to happen? Right? Just to fun. By the way, we didn't even talk about the Medicare part. They're both going broke at the same time. The Social Security disability, that's already broke. They already are siphoning money off for that one. You're talking about deficits that that are really unimaginable. At the same time, the dominance of the dollar as the global world player is starting to decline, right? The Chinese have fired the cannon. Right? We're going to start trading futures contracts in commodities in our currency. Which, as I explained last week, just means other foreign governments will hold less money in dollars. The way we sell dollars is through treasury auctions. That's how most foreign governments' reserves sit in U.S. treasuries because when they need to spend it, they spend it. When they don't need to spend it, it sits there and collects a little bit of interest. You used to collect a lot more, but at least it's getting a little interest. And now that money is going to start shifting. But here's the thing. There's a bigger problem. Between 03 and 15, and remember, I've told you, they didn't fix anything. What they did is they took debt that was causing this horrible problem, and they covered it up with more debt. And are trying to pretend to, to all of you that somehow it's better now. And most of you, you know somebody. You know what happened during this 03 to 15 T period. A bunch of people disappeared. They're out of the workforce. They're gone. And they're gone forever. Right? They're older usually. Usually they're probably in their late 40s, early 50s. Got laid off. And nobody wants to hire them. And you all know people like that. Right? The only job they'll get is whether they can drive around like a taxi. Right, be an Uber or a Lyft driver, right? And even then, they were like, the retailers don't want them, the bars and the restaurants don't want them, and they're just kind of falling into the poverty ranks. For those that didn't, the number of borrowers between the ages of 50 and 80, which, by the way, used to mark the graph of when the debt levels of that household started declining, right? When you got into your 50s, all the way to your 80s, the amount of debt held was uh, was always, what, decreasing, right? The home was paid off or getting close to paid off. You got rid of the kids, right? The kids went out and started their own families. You didn't have to pay for all their stuff anymore. Between 03 and 2015, borrowers between the ages of 50 and 80 increased their debt by 60%. 
And you think about the government increased its debt by 100%. Those between the ages of 50 and 80 increased it by 20, or I mean by 60%. They said that uh, student debt amongst retirement age borrowers 65 and older swelled 385%. Listen, this is debt now that, that, and I get it, for these people, most of these people probably somewhere well in their adult life went back to school. This debt now is being saddled upon our kids as they are 18, 19 years old, and they're still going to be there. Matter of fact, over half of my adult friends, okay, and this is people that are my age, so about 54. That's most of the circle that I hang out with. So 47 to 54, over half of them still have student loan debt. Most of them acquired that debt in their late teens and early 20s, still there. By the way, 385% in between 05 and 2015, which is the latest year that they have the data on. They said overall debt levels for any age group spiked as well. Didn't matter how old. You're 18, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Debt levels across the board are up. At the same time, the benefit for the older people is running out of money. How do you think it's going to work? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on this Wednesday, first day back from the Christmas holiday. Remember, we'll be closed uh, Monday, Tuesday next week. Arlene said I misspoke again. So, uh, U.S. twenty dollars liberties. They're thirteen ten. So, if I said thirteen twenty, I apologize. Thirteen ten. Uh, there's still twenty two of them left at thirteen ten. Uh, by the way, uh, gold's up three forty twelve ninety one. Uh, so that puts it what nineteen dollars over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Silver's up sixteen cents, sixteen dollars and seventy cents. Uh, we have uh, rolls of silver eagles at three eighty. Uh, we very limited amount. Uh, there's let's say I think there's eleven or twelve rolls left at three eighty which is $2.30 over spot. Uh, yeah, that's you just don't see that type of pricing anymore. 800-951-0592. Both products, by the way, are here. Uh, so if you want to come in, pick them up, you can do it. Uh, if you send us a check, they're going out. Uh, 800-951-0592. Uh, you know, and just... Just try to understand 
what's really unfolding. We made a decision, and I say we. Uh, the elected officials made a decision that we were going to go into to more debt. That was the, That's what the tax cut decision was. Not including, we still have infrastructure in the military, so that, that it looks like even more debt to that. And they used the, we'll grow our way out of it as the answer. They said the same thing during the Reagan years. That didn't happen. Yes, did the economy grow? Yes, but the debt was growing faster. Now then, the debt was only a trillion. <laughs> Think about it. Wasn't twenty-one trillion like it is today. The, remember the last time we were going to grow our way out? The Bill Clinton nineties, right? The the dot com bubble. Remember that, right? Now we got Wall Street, kind of almost the exact same. Here's the difference, though. The difference in the debt was five trillion. We were running at least a pretend budget surplus, right? I mean. It wasn't a big one, but it was there, kind of. Right? Social Security and Medicare, right? It was going to be fine because we're going to have the debt paid off by 2010 and all that stuff, right? Remember all that stuff. What we decided to do now, we know is not going, they know they're not going to grow out of it. We understand that. We like to be lied to. We do. We don't know how big it's going to be, but it's going to be a really big, bad, ugly number. The entitlement problem isn't going away. I mean, when you think about what's 10 years, 10 years isn't that long. Right? I mean, my oldest son's 18. Before he turns 36, we got big problems. At the same time, a new... But the new superpower in China is emerging, and and we have uh, all of the all of these nations lining up to get ready to shift their reserves out of dollars and into to renminbi. I saw a study that in the next ten years, three out of the five largest economies in the world are all going to be in Asia, and China's going to be number one. You need to get prepared. Be your own central bank. 800-951-0592. Give us a call. Put some away. We'll talk again tomorrow.